Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Big Screen Breakdown, the podcast where I talk about movies, TV, and so much more. My name is Mikey Hidalgo, and today we're going to talk about some movie news. My first time going to a movie theater in about seven months, and I'll give you my review of Christopher Nolan's latest movie, Tenet. Okay, so let's get started with some movie news. Now, Marvel Studios, the company that has released two to three films a year since 2010, has pushed back all of their movies that were coming out in 2020 to 2021, which means the first time since 2009 that a single Marvel Studios movie will not be released. This is due to the COVID-19 pandemic. That's right, COVID takes one more thing away from us. So Black Widow, which was originally supposed to come out in May of 2020, has now been pushed back to May 7th, 2021, which pushes back the other movies that were going to come out that year. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has been pushed back to July 9th, 2021, and The Eternals, or just Eternals as Marvel is calling it now, has been moved back to November 5th, 2021. Okay, so it's not really a surprise that Marvel Studios would choose to do this. Movie studios all over are pushing their movies back due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Here we are in September and movie theaters are starting to open up again. I live in California and we have a lot stricter rules. Our movie theaters are just opening. I had to drive 45 minutes to go to a movie theater that was actually open, even though I live across the street from a movie theater. The one 45 minutes away was the only one that was open in my area. So studios aren't seeing the money coming in for the movies that they're putting out. So these big budget blockbusters that they spend hundreds of millions of dollars on, they want to make sure that they're getting their money back for. However, Marvel Studios is owned by Disney. Disney has a streaming service. They just put out their movie Mulan on Disney Plus and saw a fair amount of money come back for it. Is that the smarter option? Who knows? But what I will say is that Marvel Studios needs to put something out soon. Everything that they have has been pushed back because of COVID. Their shows on Disney Plus have been pushed back. Their movies are now being pushed back. They just ended their 22, 23 movie epic saga with the uh, Infinity Saga that ended with Endgame or Spider-Man Far From Home. And are people going to lose interest in Marvel movies? Probably not because, hey, it's Marvel. People go. They make billions and billions of dollars. But this is not how you want to keep the momentum going. I personally do think that they should drop Black Widow on Disney+. Plus. At least that, to hold people over there until their shows come or something. That way, people will still be excited to see Marvel movies. They have all these new movies coming out with new characters that nobody knows about. How are we going to keep the people interested? Got to give us something. But we're going to move on from Marvel, and we're going to jump to the other side of the superhero swimming pool. We're going to talk about some DC movie news. Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to make this very short. Zack Snyder was tapped to direct Justice League, which came out in 2017. Towards the end of production, he had a personal family tragedy, stepped away from the project. Warner Brothers decided to bring in Joss Whedon to finish directing the movie. And the director and the studio made a bunch of changes that fans hated. There was outcry and there was fan campaigns to get Zack Snyder's original vision of the movie put on the screen and three years of campaigning for that, and we finally were announced that Zack Snyder is going to get his cut of Justice League put on HBO Max. So, with his cut of Justice League, he gets a budget that we all thought was just to finish his movie. And originally, that budget was said to be around 25 to $30 million that we all thought were was just to go in and re-edit, do visual effects, different things like that. 
But it turns out that that budget was understated and is now going to be about $70 million that they're going to give him, not just to finish editing everything that he had originally shot, but it's now reported that he's going back to do reshoots of Justice League. And all the A-list actors are going to be there. Ben Affleck, Al Gadot, Henry Cavill, um, Ray Fisher. They're returning to do reshoots for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, what's interesting about this to me is, is the fans campaign for Zack Snyder's original vision of the movie, to which he said that he filmed it. It's done. He just had to finish editing it. Now, if he's going back to do reshoots, is he changing things from his movie based on what fans didn't like of the original cut of Justice League? Or is he adding to it because HBO Max is giving him four one-hour slots in their streaming service to tell his Justice League story? Now, personally, me, I like Zack Snyder. I like his movies. I like his direction. I like his cinematography. But I feel like he's got an easy job here now because fans didn't like that original Justice League movie so much that pretty much anything that he's going to do, they're going to love. And they've campaigned for this. They've begged for this. They've, they've, made, they've made banners to fly over Comic-Con. They put up billboards in Times Square. Like Fans really wanted to see the Snyder Cut of Justice League. So I feel like anything that he can do or will do, fans are going to love. And he's got that hindsight 2020. So anything that he put in his original Justice League that we don't know might have actually been his stuff and not Joss Whedon's, he can change and he can make it to be whatever he wants. He has the ultimate fan service moment to give the people what they've been asking for this entire time. I'm excited to see it either way. I have HBO Max. Supposed to be coming out next year. Four parts, Justice League. But we'll really have to wait and see what actually happens when it does get released. Now, staying in the world of DC for a second, because I'm just so baffled by this news that came out yesterday. Um, James Gunn, the director who directed both Guardians of the Galaxy movies and has done a lot for Marvel Studios as far as producing and all that stuff, He got tapped to direct The Suicide Squad for DC. Now, DC, again, this is, DC does a lot of course correction. They had a movie called Suicide Squad that came out in 2016. And again, fans weren't very happy with it. There's also another campaign for that director to get his cut because he claims that his vision was um, stopped, that they didn't let him put the movie out that he wanted to put out. Um, producers or movie studio who got in the way. Either way, James Gunn has been tapped to direct, to direct, to direct the Suicide Squad movie that's supposed to be coming out next year. And one character that he's introducing in this new movie is named Peacemaker. And Peacemaker is being played by John Cena. And I've seen some movies that John Cena's been in. I never thought he was the greatest actor in the world. I mean, he's a WWE superstar and, you know, they have to act and play a part there. So, I mean, I know he can act, but I just, I never saw him as a leading man myself. However, movie studios are seeing something different because he is going to be getting his own show on HBO Max that is going to explore the origins of his character, Peacemaker, but also further develop his character because they're not really telling us when the timeline of this movie takes place. We don't know if it's going to be a complete origin or if it might take place after the Suicide Squad movie. We're not sure yet. But what's just so crazy about that to me is before seeing the finished product of the movie, before hearing what fans have to say about this character, 
Warner Brothers and HBO have so much faith in John Cena and in James Gunn because he wrote the show. He said that he wrote it because, hey, he's home. It's COVID. He wrote a TV show. He wrote the show. He's directing some of the episodes. He's working on it with the producers of the Suicide Squad that they have so much faith in this character and the director and the writing that they have greenlit a show to come out before we even see this character for the first time. We don't know who Peacemaker is. The only thing we know about him, non-comic fans, I should say, only thing non-comic fans know about him are that he's a douchey Captain America. And that's what they said when they showed us the first look at James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, that this guy's a douchey Captain America. He'll do whatever he can to make the peace, even if that means killing people. So that just shows the kind of faith that the movie studio has in James Gunn and in John Cena and the writing of this show that they're going to greenlit something that's going to cost them a lot of money because these superhero productions always cost so much money that they have so much faith in this character that they're going to give him. I think it was, what, six to eight episodes? I'm not exactly sure on how many, but he's getting his own show. So I'm excited to see it. But that's enough about superhero talk. Let's get a little spooky now that we're in fall. Netflix has released a new trailer for their follow-up to The Haunting of Hill House, the new show called The Haunting of Bly Manor. Now I got to tell you guys, The Haunting of Hill House is probably one of my favorite shows that Netflix has produced. So I'm really excited to see what this creative team has next for us. It's a little confusing because they're using a lot of the same actors that they used in The Haunting of Hill House, but this new series is not a continuation of the Hill House story. It's a new haunting, all new characters, new place, new story. They're just using some of the same actors. Confusing when you're watching a trailer, but you know I'm sure you get five minutes into the first episode and no one's going to know any different. So The Haunting of Bly Manor is going to be about... Um, An American girl, I believe, who is uh, hired to look after this guy's niece and nephew after they fall into his care. And, you know, one of those live-in nanny situations. And then she's going to start seeing apparitions and different things at the property, Bly Manor. And, you know, the haunting will commence. So this trailer has got me really, really excited. I love watching scary movies and scary TV shows. Like I said, Haunting of Hill House was one of my favorite shows that Netflix has put out. So in watching this trailer, you can see all the familiar spooks and scares that they did in Hill House, but some new stuff too. Obviously, we have new characters. I really like the actors that they used in Hill's House, so I'm happy that they're back. I'm Clearly, there's going to be some sort of mystery going on with this place and why it's being haunted. There's a woman in there that claims she can see dreams of the dead or something like that. So I don't know. Either way, I'm excited going to be fun to watch around Halloween time. All right, that's enough movie news for today. If you guys ever hear any movie news that you want to hear me talk about, send it my way on Twitter at BigScreenPod. Okay, so let's talk about going back to the movies. Oh man, 2020, what a year. Ever since COVID-19 struck the world, there's been a lot of shutdowns and the movie industry has been one of the biggest ones. I haven't been to the movies since February. I think the last movie I went to go see in theaters was the Impractical Jokers movie. Pretty sure. If you guys haven't seen that show, it's a really funny show. You should check it out. The movie. Eh. Um, So I was just excited to go back to the movies. Um, Like I said earlier, there is no movie theater around me 
that's open right now. Um, I live in Southern California, so we have a lot stricter rules on things. So I had to drive about 45 minutes to get to a movie theater. So, you know, I had a day off. My girlfriend and I, we went down to the movies. We went to go see Tenet. We went to go see it in 4DX because, hey, if we're going back to the movies, we're going to do it big. So we went to a Regal Theater. And, I mean, we went to, like, the first showing, which was, I think, like, 12.15. So there wasn't a lot of people there. And it was the middle of the week. But the theater was clean. All the employees had their masks on. Everybody was following the uh, COVID-19 rules and restrictions. Um, <clears throat> like I said, we went to 4DX, um, which is my first time going to a 4DX theater. Um, I'm in a little uh, movie-talking community on Twitter, some of my friends. And one of my buddies is always raving about 4DX. And it's funny, when I told them I went, and I bought my tickets for 4DX. He was like, oh, no, it's a waste of money <laughs> for Tenet. But I actually ended up having a really good time in there, uh, 4DX experience. It's, uh, you know, the seats move. And when there's an explosion, they blow smoke in the theater. And, you know, if, if someone's shooting, you know, they'll blow air by your head. So it sounds like the bullets are coming past you. It's actually really fun to do. And I can't wait to do it for a movie that has a lot more action than Tenet. Tenet has a lot of action in it. But I can only imagine for you know, a bigger blockbuster, like, uh, like a Fast and the Furious movie or like, um, or, or a superhero movie, what the 4D experience would be like. But man, it just felt so good to be in a movie theater again. I am a fan of the cinematic experience and I love going to the movies, you know, watching it at home just doesn't compare to seeing a movie in theaters. With, you know, you got your drink and your popcorn and you're just, you can just forget all your worries. You go on a two-hour ride. It felt so good to be back in a movie theater. I'm bummed that no movie theaters in my area are open currently. But I think we're just going to have to make the drive for now. As long as movies keep coming out. I know some theaters are showing older movies. Which is fine. But um, movie studios should really keep putting movies out to encourage people to go to their theaters as long as their theaters are keeping it clean, as which ours did, or that one did. It's not even my theater because it's not close to me. But man, it was just, it was so great being back at a movie theater. But hey, let's talk about Tenet. Now I'm going to do a little non-spoiler review and then maybe talk some spoilers towards the end. So I'm, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this haven't seen the movie yet, but Tenet is a new movie by Christopher Nolan. I really enjoy Christopher Nolan. Obviously, um, I'm a huge Batman fan, and he did the Dark Knight trilogy, which two out of three of those movies are great. Um, but all of his movies I've really enjoyed. I haven't seen every single one of his movies because a lot of his earlier work I haven't seen. But, you know, he did movies like Inception and The Prestige and Interstellar and Dunkirk. And so I really enjoy his movies a lot. So I was excited. He always has just... A lot of creativity in his movies. The ideas that come across in his movies are mind-blowing. Always. So I was excited to see what he was doing in this new movie, Tenet. I knew it had something to do with some sort of time travel or time manipulation. But man, was I confused. Of Christopher Nolan's movies that I have seen, and his movies do a lot of jumping back and forth in time without time travel even being a factor, um, I would say that this movie was the most confusing for me, especially, I don't know, a lot of the audio, and, and I've heard this for other 
um, from other reviewers. So I think it might just be a mixing thing. Um, but a lot of the audio like was muffled for, for some of the movie that, you know, people are wearing masks and you can't really understand what they're saying. But then also it's, it's a global movie. So they're not, they're not really speaking with accents that I understand, you know, easily enough. So like, I'm trying to pay attention to all the things that they're saying, but I was confused for a lot of this movie. And I like to think of myself as a seasoned movie goer and I can catch on to the plot pretty easily. But so many times I looked over at my girlfriend, she looks over at me and we're both just scratching our heads like, wait, what? Who? What? So, yeah, there were some confusing parts in the movie for me. I mean, it's, let me say, I mean, it's easy enough to follow, I guess, but it's like, you know, get from point A to point B and bring that item with you and we have to go get this and stop this from happening. Okay, cool. But knowing why and how and where all this stuff is coming from, that's where it started to get confusing for me. Um, was it good, though? I, I mean, I enjoyed it once I was able to, like, kind of sit back and think about what actually happened. And I had to go home and watch a couple of Tenet Explained YouTube videos. And um, I still had a good time watching the movie. Christopher Nolan and his cinematography is always good to watch. And, uh, you know, the action in it is good. And since they are dealing with some sort of time manipulation, the way that these action scenes are played out, it's very fun to watch and to see things being played in reverse. Well, it's not being played in reverse. See, even the movie at this point, (laughs) when they're trying to explain what's happening in the movie, there's one character that says, don't even think about it. Don't think about it too much because you're just going to hurt your brain. So this is really a thinking man's action movie. Um, So if that's not really your cup of tea, maybe wait. I think that it would have, for me, I mean, you can't really control this at a movie theater, but um, it would have been a lot easier to watch maybe with subtitles. I would have been able to follow it a lot easier. But like I said, I mean, it's a good movie. Um, one of my favorites? No, definitely not. One in my top three of Christopher Nolan? No, it's not. It's a good movie. I think the direction was good. I think the acting was great. You know, everybody did what they were supposed to do. But for me, I think it was just, and you can call me dumb, whatever, but I think it was just too hard to follow while you know maintaining the fun of the movie because there were there were several points where i was like wait what are they getting why is that happening who where did that person come from and wait what so like i said you can call me dumb for this but i don't know it's not it's not the easiest movie to watch while it is fun and i would recommend it to anybody yeah go check it out and see if you can figure out what's going on without watching subtitles or something like that but you know, it just it was good for me, not great, but still had a good time. Okay, so now I want to kind of run into some spoilery um things about this movie. So if you do want to go and see the movie, you don't want any spoilers, you know, you can uh turn this off and then come back and listen to this after you've seen the movie. But it's fair warning that now I'm gonna officially go into spoilers for the movie Tenet. If you don't want to hear them, stop listening now. So this movie deals with time manipulation and what someone in the future, a scientist in the future, has designed some sort of technology that allows you to invert time in an object so that object moves backwards through time instead of forward in time like it normally would. 
And if you want a great explanation on how that works and the science behind it, my buddy, The Formal Review, has a podcast. You can look him up, The Formal Review, and he explains more than you would even want to know about the science behind all of this and how it works. So basically, the plot of the movie is that scientists in the future are trying to save their world that, you know, a lot like our world, is falling apart, you know, due to, you know, all the things, global warming and all all the terrible things that the world's going to come to an end. And they're going to do that by destroying the humans of the past. And somehow that won't destroy the future due to what they call the grandfather paradox, which if you could time travel and go back and kill your grandfather, would you then cease to exist? Or how could you ever exist to do that thing if you go to kill your grandfather? Because again, confusing. So what ends up being more confusing to me is not only can you make items move backwards in time. So instead of shooting a bullet out of a gun, you're catching a previously shot bullet into a gun. They 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 have this little uh, turnstile machine that you can walk in. And then when you walk out, now you're moving in reverse. And so if you're running, the wind is at your back instead of at your front. And you, it's, it's confusing for me to even try to explain what was going on in this movie. But what I was most confused on is the time travel situation. It seems like they're moving in a normal time frame. Like I can't jump in that machine and pop out two weeks from now. Like I have to just walk backwards in life through time. So one of the main characters at the end of the well, it's spoiler time. So Robert Pattinson's character tells um, the protagonist, who's the the main character, um, that's his name, John David Washington, um, that they've known each other for years, and um, basically Robert Pattinson is from the future, and he came back to stop this stuff from happening. But has he been? Was he inverted the entire? time just walking back in time until he got to that point wouldn't that have taken years to come back to can someone help me please at big screen pod tell me what i'm missing there because it's also hinted at that robert pattinson's character neil is the bad guy whose name i forgot and the lady i i I forgot everybody's names it's terrible reviewer but is their son just from the future So I just, I don't understand how he lived an entire life and then inverted himself to come back in time somehow. But how how much of his life did he waste just walking backwards in time? Does this make sense? It doesn't make sense to me. That's why I honestly think was the most confusing part of the movie. Why I walked out scratching my head like, wait, hold on, huh? Because I, I feel like the rules that they set up don't make enough sense to me without somebody that's going to have to explain them to me um, for me to just be like, oh, obviously that's what's going on. So I think that's where my biggest problem with the movie comes in. Um, You know, I feel like it could have been, it would have been a lot easier if you just explained it as like, hey, this is a, some sort of supernatural thing, or we can, we can give you a formula that allows you to move backwards in time or control your surroundings around you. That, that way it's about the person and not that they're stuck in some inverted time thing. 
because then like people moving forward are fighting people moving backwards and like how does any of that make sense because if it had already happened how is somebody then changing it and my mind hurts my brain hurts this is what the movie tenant has done to me but i digress at the end of the day i had fun going to the movies i had fun watching a movie even though i left a lot more confused than i walked in i had fun if you can go to the movies people wear a mask take your hand sanitizer and get to a movie i guarantee you you will have a good time just because it's fun to go and do something again the movie theaters are at least the ones i went to and what i'm hearing from friends you know they're taking precautions i think the theaters are only allowed to be at like a 25 percent capacity or something like that there was no one sitting around us when we went you know we were in the 40x they had four seats to a section but we were only two so it was just us we had no one else around us we felt safe everything's good I feel good. Uh, I don't feel sick or anything like that. Um, so go to the movies if you can. It's worth it. Go see Tenet. Please tell me what you think of the movie. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Big Screen Pod. And thank you for listening to this episode. If you guys can, you guys can leave a review wherever you're listening at because those numbers come back to me and it helps the podcast grow. Really appreciate it. We hope you come back for the next episode. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff going to be reviewing movies, reviewing TV shows, going to be having some guests come on. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I want to do with this podcast, and I hope that you will come along for the ride. See ya.